Hello, San Diego. I'm Paulina Salazar. And I'm Brooke Hancock. Welcome to San Diego Biz Babes, where we aspire to inspire. Thank you, Kathy, for meeting with me today. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, so Kathy, tell us a little bit more about what you do, what's your job like. Obviously, you work for Jersey Mike's. But just kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about what your actual job title is. Okay, I am. I have two job titles. I am an area director for Jersey Mike Subs in San Diego County and in the northern half of the state of California and Reno, Nevada. Um, and then my other job title is I am a franchise owner. I own 14 locations, Jersey Mike Subs locations, seven in San Diego County and uh, seven in the San Francisco Bay Area. Wow, okay, that's amazing. So how did you become interested in Jersey Mike's in the first place? Very interesting story. So my husband, Mike, uh, was a longtime Domino's Pizza franchisee, and uh, we were in... Uh, Dallas for a soccer tournament with our younger son Colin and we came up across a sandwich place that Colin just really loved so that started my husband looking at the sandwich sector which he he did for about a year and then lo and lo and behold uh, a former executive from Domino's Pizza reached out to him and said hey I'm with this new company and they're wonderful love their values, and so we looked into Jersey Mike's, and that was that. At that time, it was it only, what was it, like there was only a couple of them, right? Right, there, there weren't that many in California. There were about 300 across the country, wow. and now there's almost 1,600 across the country, and that, that was um, nine and a half years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I mean, for all the listeners, I used to work for Jersey Mike's, that's how I know Kathy. But at the time when I was there, there wasn't even commercials out yet. It was still developing. Correct. So Mira Mesa at the time, I think, was one of, like you said, the one of the top stores at the time. And right. And now we have how many in San Diego? Now there are 41 in San Diego, and in a couple of weeks we'll be 42. Oh gosh, yes. That's crazy. Yes. What do you think made the company kind of so successful as far as expanding on such like a rapid pace? Well, it's the... It's two things. It's the core values of uh, the people at the head of the company and choosing franchisees that are Mm -hmm. like-minded. We care about the communities in which we're doing business, and we give back. And that's, you know, every single franchise owner that I've picked for San Diego and for Northern California, I've made sure that that's important to them. We have to connect with our community and and, and give back. It's super important. And then the other thing is um, we really do have the best sub sandwich on the planet. Yeah. We get voted best sub in virtually every market that we're in. And, and we try every day to make sure that we are delivering the best sub sandwich. Yeah, and that's so true. I mean, we used to get there at 6.30 in the morning just to prep the food for, you know, opening. Exactly. And versus like Subway where nothing against them, but it's just like prepackaged food and you just slap it on the front counter and it's ready to go. Correct, so correct. Like we slice our onions and our tomatoes and we shred our lettuce in the store that morning. It's yep. not done in a commissary last week and sprayed with a bunch of stuff to make it look good. Yeah. Um, it's very, very fresh. You, yeah. you remember that. Yes, I do. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I still crave it to this day. <laughs> I still go very often. Um, so what are some of your biggest struggles, I guess, as an area director? Um, as an area director, um, 
you know, not so much anymore uh, because I feel like I've, I've, I've established myself. I've given myself a name. Mm-hmm. Um, my stores are very well run and highly thought of, and they're still at the top of the leaderboard, the national leaderboard. Um, so I've gained respect through hard work. Um, and as you know, you have to work harder because you're a woman. It just <laughs> is that way. Um, so uh, just you think about someone who wants to be a franchise owner. Um, they believe in themselves and they believe that they can make decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, with a franchise, sometimes um, the decisions that they would make for themselves may not be in line with what the franchise wants. So yes. I've got to I've got to get them to bring their thoughts around uh, to the franchise way of doing things, or work with the franchisor and his team at the corporate office to uh, make tweaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're 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 always growing. We're always invo- evolving. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing. What about the franchise owner hat? You're obviously wearing lots of hats. Right, right. Um, that one, uh, I will absolutely say the, the hardest thing is employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping good employees, getting good employees, and keeping good employees. Um, I've been very, very fortunate. Paulina, uh, mm-hmm. when she came to my office today, uh, she, she met uh, my regional operations director, who has been with me the entire 10 years uh, uh, I have several people that have been with me for a long, long time because I take really good care of them. Uh, I pay them above what the market uh, suggests, mm-hmm. and I offer other benefits. And we do a lot of uh, like quarterly awards, ceremonies, recognition kinds of things, uh, different kinds of uh, parties for holidays in the summer, little perks of, yeah. of being employees here. So... And, and that's necessary, yeah. you know. We we have a, we have some fun on the side. Yeah. So in a way, I mean, you're de- definitely a coach. You know, you're a mentor. You're all these things. Where do you think you got that drive from? Like, how how did you know what to do? You know, you you started a franchise. You jumped into this, and then and then it, in your head, I guess it's like now what? You know, or how do I at least maintain it? Or what was that motivation that you had? Or your why? What do you think kept you going? Um. So I, I think in everything that I've ever done, I, I wanted to be really, really good at it. Um, so I've not always been in food. This has been my first food job, uh, although I said, you know, my husband had been uh, a franchisee with Domino's mm-hmm. Pizza. So that, I, that, a lot of that information rubbed off. And, of course, Mike has been my mentor this whole time. Yeah. Uh, so he's given me lots of insights. But my... Drive is, you know, I I don't ever want to be the one who didn't do something. So I make sure I cover all the bases and do above and beyond. Yeah. And that's that's just who I am. It's yeah. it's my thing. Yeah, they say in life uh, the biggest regrets that people have on their deathbed is not what they did, but what they didn't do. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, tr- try really hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about as like a female? What would you say specifically? Are you the only area director that's a female? Um, yes, okay. yes. There are some um, other women that help their husbands, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. But um, I, as of right now, I'm the only female that has a territory all on her own. That's awesome. Um, so it's good. And 
it happens to be the top market in the country for, for Jersey Mike's. We have the highest volume sales here. Because we work so hard here and we, we go above and beyond, um, uh, for example, uh, I know that this doesn't happen in other markets or in other brands, mm-hmm. but we're having a meeting this afternoon in our office for all of the area supervisors uh, for multi-unit owners. Oh, okay. Um, so they're coming in and we're going on what makes us a sub above. That's our slogan, be yeah. a sub above. What makes us better than everybody else? And these are things that we, we continually work on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my previous jobs that I had for a long, long time, it was a great job while raising my three kids, was being a high school math teacher. Um, so now I'm still a teacher. Every class, every, my classroom is a store. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got 41 classrooms that I go to. Um, and instead of teaching math, it's, uh, it's, being, it's teaching be the best part of someone's day, do it right the best the first time, uh, be accountable to your teammates, mm-hmm. show up on time, yeah. all of those things. Those are life qualities that I, I feel like I'm teaching. Yes, absolutely. So let's see. I guess, so talk about the importance of just a little bit elaborate more on like the mindset that you go. So do you, how does your regular day look like? You know, like, do you wake up and are you just like in this positive mindset because you have all these people under you? How do you kind of handle all of that? Right, right. So um, first thing I usually do in the morning is, is I have a meditation book that I look at and I read the meditation for the day and I think about it. And then I look at all the things that I need to accomplish during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I prioritize and, and sort. And I have a home office um, because that, one, it just allows for that flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, um, it's, uh, it's a place away from my office here where I can make phone calls that tend to be a little bit more sensitive. Yes. So I feel like, you know, that's a good place to make those those kinds of calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm out and about, uh, and I'm usually out and about at stores and whatnot until right after lunch time. And then I come to my office and uh, and work on projects with my office staff and my operations people, and you know do some office stuff. And then I go home and make dinner. <laughs> <laughs> clean up and then I usually return emails at, in the evenings in the evenings yeah it just is what it is yeah when you say prioritize I mean that's genius I feel like I should do that too with real estate but so you literally wake up in the mornings and you're just like okay I need to do these top things yes okay that's great advice and then as far as meditating goes how did you get into that um you know, uh, what? there's a guy at the corporate office mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, kind of a, a, an idea man for mm-hmm. Peter Cancro, who is the franchisor. Mm-hmm. And um, he started sending me these meditations every day. Yeah. And, and they're great, and I love the style of those. Um, I find them very helpful. They, they are geared towards business leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do read those and think about the ones that he sends. His name is Wix, okay. and he's just just an awesome gentleman. And then um, I'm also religious, mm-hmm. um, so I do a da- daily religious meditation as well. Nice. That's the main one that I do first thing in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I started meditating last year, and I saw like a huge 
difference. And I started in the mornings as well. Like right in a journal, I meditate for 10 minutes, but it just has taught me to, you know, not stress out about things you can't control because that's going to be a lot of things. Exactly. The level that you're at, um, you know, and then slowing down your thoughts and just kind of stepping away from them and not letting like your emotions, especially as a female, obviously hormonally and everything like, you know, we have a little bit more than males do, unfortunately. Right. So our brains have to be a lot stronger right. than theirs right. as far as emotions mm-hmm. go, because mm-hmm. if you let that happen, then our business does, it, it affects it. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then the next thing that would happen is it starts affecting your health. So you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, and then I find that a lot of, of these meditations, uh, help me throughout the day with situations Mm -hmm. and how I handle them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that, and I tend, I mean, I, I am, I would hope that, when I die, one of the peop- one of the words that people would use to describe me is she's very kind, and I feel you like are. I am. Yes, I, I'm are. a kind person, um, but sometimes there's situations that come up that you know press be- your buttons. they press your buttons or whatever. But when I think about them in the morning, um, and uh, the meditations that I do, they it helps me uh, stop and take a take a deep breath mm-hmm. and think about it and how do I want to handle this situation? Yes. You know? Yeah. And um, I, I don't have to remind myself that I want to be kind. But yeah, I do sometimes have to remind myself, you know, that is who you are. Yes. And that's how you should respond. Yeah. It's like, how do you want to be? And then it's like, you got to work the back ways. Okay, this is what I would like to be like and then this is what I have to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's just taking that extra 10 seconds before you say something or do something. I mean, in the moment when stuff like that happens. So right. You do that. Right. Um, so roughly, I guess, how, how many employees would you say fall under you? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So I would say in my 14 stores, it's about 175 employees. Wow. Um, and fortunately, there's a few layers between yeah. uh, them and myself. Uh, I have supervisors for my stores. Mm-hmm. And then underneath the supervisors, every store has a store manager and a, and a store assistant manager. I have a supervisor. I have a, a trainer now. I have uh, someone that I've pulled out of the stores who's a certified trainer, and he goes around to the stores that I own and does uh, spot training with existing employees. He's the one that onboards all new employees and does their first 15 hours mm-hmm. of training. So important. Yeah. You know, the, an employee that starts with you, they need to be trained so yes. that they can do the job well, and then they feel valued. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just throw them out there and they don't really know what to do correctly, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little harder. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys do any training well, as far as, like, your marketing team? Because you guys have grown so much. Like, you guys are now on commercials and all this, like, audio, everything. Right. So, uh, how did you, I guess, you know, did you get? Did you hire somebody to help you guys, obviously, with that? Or how did you go about growing so much as far as your presence on social media? 
Right. Um, so the corporate office is the one that they have a marketing team that oversees uh, all of our national buys for television, right. and they oversee our local buys for radio. We make recommendations locally, and I do have a regional director of marketing, a, a young lady that works for me. Uh, she's awesome, yeah. and she's super savvy with so- social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to be a a radio station representative so she had clients that she sold airtime to so she knows the ins and outs Mm -hmm. and she knows how to read the ranking reports and all that stuff so so she and I really make recommendations to our corporate office and and so for the most part they've listened to us on what we want to buy as far as local radio and then social media there is a social media team Mm -hmm. at the corporate office and then Christina handles it for San Diego. She okay. takes it one step further. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What advice would you give someone trying to jump into purchasing a franchise? Like how does how does that look? Like if you're in a situation where you're doing well with whatever work you're doing, you have enough funds, you know, you're, you're thinking of investing in Jersey Mike's, like what how do they do that or what's the process look like? Okay. Well, so my first thing that I would say is more of a general, Mm -hmm. so not Jersey Mike's specific, Mm -hmm. but um, decide how you'd like to spend your day. Think Mm -hmm. about what you can see yourself doing. Mm -hmm. And then once you decide that and you kind of have a general idea of what kind of franchise you want to be involved in, um, investigate all the different brands talk to franchise owners Mm -hmm. uh, about what they do. So that's part of the process for Jersey Mike's. First of all, when you express interest in Jersey Mike's, they're going to say, okay, go do your due diligence. Here's a list of all the franchisees in the country, Mm -hmm. and here's their contact information. Call them and ask them, you know, what's their day like? What are the pros and cons of Jersey Mike's? What are the pros and cons of owning a quick service food, whatever it is so that you understand. Mm -hmm. And then um, we're super fortunate. I think it's the very, very best thing that part of our process with Jersey Mike's is an in-store experience. So anybody that's interested in becoming a franchisee with Jersey Mike's, part of the process is you spend a day in a store. So um, we'll have them there from 7 in the morning until about 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we teach them how to slice onions yes. and shred lettuce and slice tomatoes. Yeah, we make them cry. <laughs> Paulina's remembering that. Oh, yeah, slicing onions. Um, yeah. Yep. And we teach them how to wrap the subs. And then by the time lunchtime rolls around, we have them out on the front line uh, wrapping the subs. And I'm right there with them. Yeah. So in case they, you know, get stressed about anything, uh, just, you know, I'm there to help them. But they get to chat it up with customers and, and see what it's really like. Um, you know, we've had uh, probably over 100 people interested in becoming a franchisee here in San Diego. Uh, I remember one guy at the end of the day, he's like, nope, this is not for me. I like to have meaningful lengthy conversations with people I don't like chit-chatting and so okay that's not for him yeah uh, had another guy uh, was super interested for gosh months and then on day of his in-store experience he's like 
you know, this, this makes me super uncomfortable that these kids have access to the cash. I'm like, yeah, that's why you've got to, you know, work on honesty is the best policy and mm-hmm. over and over again. But, yep. So is it, as far as, like, so the new people purchasing the franchises, do you guys tell them about everything that you're involved in as far as, like, how you guys give back? Like, you guys mm-hmm. have that month of giving. Right. Um, so everybody that's a franchise holder, do they, they have to participate in that? Or is that just something that you personally started? No, I didn't start it. It, it really started with, with Peter Cancro at the top. Nice. Um, There's also a sandwich, Cancro. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, the number 12. Yeah. It's, it's our, our famous roast beef and, yes. and pepperoni. pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, so it, it really, I mean, he's, oh gosh, he's like Santa Claus. He's just very, very generous and, and kind, and, and we all want to emulate that. So yes, month of giving, it happens all across the country. Every market works together as a market for one cause, so it's not just in a bunch of individual oh, stores. Okay. So like we in San Diego, we have chosen for the last seven years Rady Children's Hospital mm-hmm. because uh, more than 90% of the kids in San Diego County will go through those doors at one time or another. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and I had an experience when my older son was only eight months old where they saved his life and they told us if the ambulance had taken him to Scripps, which is closer to our house, they probably wouldn't have been able to save him. They didn't. They don't have teeny tiny needles, and they don't have doctors and surgeons that deal with little bodies. Um, so we're, you know, we've just had a long time personal love affair with yeah. Rady Children's, and and several of our franchise owners have as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, with ninety yeah. percent of the kids have been through those doors, then then almost every family has been touched by radies. So that's why we've chose them. Um, in Northern California, in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, Make-A-Wish has been our recipient the last handful of years. We're switching this year because there have been so many families that have been touched by the recent uh, wildfires in Northern California. Yeah. And we want to give back to the firefighters. So we're our month of giving this year is uh, benefiting firefighters in the San Francisco Bay Area. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. That's I'm so super cool. excited, yeah. So what is it? Is it going to go towards, like, the funds where, like, they they sleep or, like, what's, what is... Uh-huh. So we, uh, it's, it had that, our designated, our the designation of our funds hasn't mm-hmm. been solidified yet. Okay. But, yes, probably equipment mm-hmm. um, that would make their lives a little bit uh, easier yes. during these... Uh, huge, devastating fires. Um, and there's also uh, funds that get set up. Mm-hmm. Like, believe it or not, for the, the big fire, um, the campfire in Paradise, many firefighters also lost their own homes. They were trying to save other people's homes, and they were not able to save their own because of that. So there's a benevolent fund set up to help those firefighters. That might be what we'll do. Um, yes, that's that's what it is. But we want to give back to the firefighters because, boy, they have had a – they work really hard. Yeah, especially just this last year, even just here locally in San Diego, that mm-hmm. was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drove by a horse just, like, riding right in front of me, yeah. you know, so it was super sad. But yeah. the fires are definitely wild. Mother Nature's definitely speaking. Um, but I kind of – I jumped ahead on 
on that question, back to the franchise loss one, if you could just kind of summarize, I guess, the process of what that looks like. So you, they obviously come and they contact you. And then no, they they, they 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 can fill out a form mm-hmm. um, on our website jerseymikes.com. Okay. There's a button for interested in franchising. Um, all franchises are governed. The the process that we have to to follow is governed by the Federal Trade Commission. Okay. So we have to follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you uh, have to be say that you're interested. Someone from the corporate office, the the development department will contact you within 24 hours and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're interested, you know, tell me why, blah, blah, blah. And then we, the corporate office, sends that person uh, the franchise disclosure document. And that's mm-hmm. for any franchise if you want to be, you know, any fast food, yeah. quick service food, uh, a muffler shop that's mm-hmm. a franchise, uh, mailboxes, etc. That's a franchise. Any yeah. of those. That's what you have to do, and they have to send you the franchise disclosure document. So you have to be disclosed yeah. for that, um, and it just tells you about that franchise. How do you do? They pick the location, or is that obviously approved through you guys? Right, right. You give right. them a certain location, and then they go right. Okay, right. So um, Jersey Mike's has invested a lot of money in software. Uh, that tracks demographic and psychographic information Mm -hmm. about areas. So we have target intersections in every trade area where we want to be. Um, And that's what we've, we've used to use one company and now we use a different company for the software um, just because we're always trying to improve, right? Um, And so we work, we do, we have that information that we use, and then we have a local real estate broker that we work in conjunction with mm-hmm. um, that gives his input. Um, and then, you know, we travel around. I drive around a lot looking at, oh, it should be here, it should be here, look at this, look at this. Yeah. And then we get background information. So, yeah, we try and make a really educated um, decision on real estate. But that would not come until they sign their franchise agreement. I see. So, yes, yeah, so we have a, a little bit of a selection process. I interview them. We do the in-store experience mm-hmm. um, locally mm-hmm. uh, because I'm going to have a 10-year relationship with this person, yeah. right? It's a, it's a 10-year contract. And so I want to make sure that, that they will buy into everything that Jersey Mike's has set forward, including our, our wanting to give back to the communities in which we're doing business. Yeah. Um, and then after that selection process and they get issued, if it, everything's good on both sides, then they get issued a franchise agreement that states a, a specific trade area. Mm-hmm. And then we tell them, okay, within that trade area, here's the target intersection, and then we, we go from there. But, but you know, then the, the real estate part comes in. Yeah. How mm-hmm. long would you say the entire process is? Well, gosh, it's all—it's all, it's, average. It, it's all situational. Um, if you are interested in in Jersey Mike's and and you come to the table, and it's an, an area where there's still availability, like I'm sold out in San Diego, awesome. um, but in Northern California, um, it's it's a wide open playing field. We mm-hmm. have 30 stores, and that's it. And we should have about 120 in all of Northern California. That includes the Bay Area, Monterey, Carmel, mm-hmm. uh, Salinas, um, uh, North San Francisco Bay up there, Marin, uh, Sacramento, the whole Sacramento region. We have a store 
in Reading already. We're getting ready to open a second one in Reading. We have one in Chico, uh, Sacramento on down to Modesto, mm-hmm. um, Stockton. And then I also have Reno that yeah. I have there. I have three stores there already. Probably have 10 in that market. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, wow, yeah. Are really, just like expanding. Yeah, we're doing doing really good. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun to see it. So if you come to the table and then you decide on a place where you want to be, where there's availability, that whole thing can happen, you know, really quickly. Yeah, like in less than a month. Yeah. Um, then it's the real estate piece of it that is the hardest. Yeah. And. Um, you know, like I mentioned, I've been sold out, and I've actually been sold out for like three years, but I still have about 20 more stores to open in San Diego. There's just not real estate opportunities. Yeah. So that's that's our main issue. Wow, okay. It's just really but, just, I guess, yeah, because it's so many people here. Mm-hmm. All the buildings are probably, you know, they're yeah. filled and yes. all the good areas, at least. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's the issue. Yeah. But once you sign a lease, once we've found a location and you sign a lease, then about four months okay. uh, to open after that. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's so soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So with everything going on, what are your actual personal future endeavors? Like, what do you, where do you see yourself in a couple years? See yourself owning more? Moving up even more? Like, can you even move up anymore? Like, what, where do you see yourself? Okay. Um... Well, I, I can move up mm-hmm. in that, um, I, you know, I still feel like I'm one of the, the workers, and I am. I'm mm-hmm. one of the workers. I'm working really hard every day. So for uh, we've been building the foundation, yeah. and we're just now, I feel like in San Diego we're building the walls of the house, yes. right? We're here. And then um, in San Diego we're still building, in Northern California, we're still building the foundation, Um where I'd like to see myself in, you know, five to ten years is these young people that have worked for me for a long time. I want, I want my business to be theirs. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I want them um, to have ownership. They feel like they do already because yeah. I do profit-sharing bonuses, oh, okay. uh, significant prop- profit-sharing bonuses. Um, but I, I want my businesses to be theirs. So as in, like, they would eventually be owners of the mm-hmm. franchise? Mm-hmm. That is great. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my end game. Yeah. Because then if you even just express that out, like, that'll also bring in more people that are serious mm-hmm. about wanting to work there because they'll see the potential to move up that level. Yep. You know? You yeah. get great workers, great reputation. Yeah. And then yeah. all kind of... It doesn't stay in-house. Well, I guess it would stay in-house, but you actually have somebody that's worked gone through the whole ladder all the way up. Yeah, yeah. Jersey Max College. Yes. It it brings me a lot of joy. I, we can use John. You know yes. John for this whole 10 years. He's been yeah. with me. Um, he and his wife, Carrie, have two sons. Uh-huh. And um, he, he's fortunate enough that she doesn't have to work. She gets to raise the kids. And she's very involved in their school and their sports programs and their music programs. Um, and John and his wife, they bought a house a handful of years ago. And just last year, they were able to, to buy, sell that house and buy a bigger house. Um, that brings me great joy. Uh, Tyler, my supervisor, he was able to buy a house here in San Diego County. 
that brings me a lot of joy. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, my senior manager, who I just moved out of, of the store, he's now my, my trainer, my, my certified trainer. He and his wife, he got married this year. We were able to send them to Hawaii on their honeymoon. He and his wife are expecting their first child. It's just really cool. Yeah. It's, that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. It sounds like uh, they say the key to running a business is to have people working with you and not for you. And right. And honestly the vibe that I, even from when I was there, that's what it all just felt like. Right. It was awesome. Right. I rarely say so-and-so works for me. Yeah. I always say they work with me. Yes. So, what would be your real, or I'm sorry, your uh, Jersey Mike's pet peeve if you have one? Throw out a funny one. <laughs> Whether it's you know people ordering certain things, or I don't know, maybe the way sandwiches are made. Anything funny that you can think oh, of? Oh gosh, um, I can't. I should have thought about that one. Um, okay. a, my my pet peeve now is. Um, uh, there's this third party DoorDash, Uber Eats, third party delivery yep. is such a big deal. Like all of a sudden, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and our stores are still kind of getting used to the whole thing. Um, you know, it's they've got to take care of the customer in front of them, and they got to do get those orders ready. Yeah. And so, uh, I just don't understand how come they don't do, can't do both. Like, <laughs> click, click, click. Do both at the same time. That's crazy. You guys jumped on that bat, like that bandwagon too. That's great because I, I mean, I personally think that's going to take off as well. It's like our generation <clears throat> just wants quick, quick, quick. Yep. And yes. you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever it may be, if they can come to your door, it's like why not? Right. Right. So. In in Northern California, in Silicon Valley, where we have four stores, uh-huh. um, I own four stores. There's other stores mm-hmm. there, other franchisees. It's a way of life because there's all these bigger businesses um some the big giant ones have have cafeterias on campus but the ones that are like one to five thousand employees they don't have their own cafeteria Uh but those employees don't dare leave because they have a half an hour or even an hour excuse me for lunch um they've got to leave deal with congestion go in the store order and then get back and then oh guess what it's going to take them about another 20 minutes to find a parking spot (laughs) that they gave up so a lot of them they won't dare leave because they're not going to get a parking spot again and so what they do is is they order out they do doordash uber eats grubhub whatever up there it's so we have to be you know and our my stores up there are very well versed in it and they handle it um, it's almost 50-50. Really? How, what would you say your catering side is? Is that kind of, would you say, like, obviously people come to the store, that's a way, and then DoorDash, and then plus you get, obviously, orders for catering right, events right. or whatever. Yeah, we're, we're really good at that in San Diego, mm-hmm. and we've gotten to be really, really good at it in, in Northern California. Nice. Yeah, so, um, like, one of my stores in Northern California, it's it's over 20% of the business. Wow. Catering, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the last, very last questions, I guess, what would you give, uh, what would be your advice for a new Jersey Mike's employee just first day? Okay. Uh, Remember that you're part of a team and introduce yourself to everybody that's on the team and then know that you eventually are going to be a very important part of a team like any team that you can think of and I can think back to you doing soccer you know Um, 
you want to be a starter on the team, right? Yes. Well, you have to work hard to be the starter on the team. And if you want to be the striker, then go for (coughs) Train yourself for that. Mm -hmm. If football is your game and you want to be the quarterback, (laughs) train yourself for that. You know, there's a lot of opportunity. And not only for if you want to stay with Jersey Mike's long-term or not, but there's so many life skills that you can learn about while you're at Jersey Mike's. Oh, my God, huge. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know how to sweep. I didn't know how to mop. You know, it's just like little basic things like that when I started there. And then with the catering, you know, the marketing, it's like, and then you go up the ladder, you know, responsibilities, shift lead. You know, you move up, you start being responsible for people, and then it's like, okay, they give you the responsibility to cash for the or count the cash at night. You're like, crap, okay, I got to do this right. You know, so it's just like it definitely does. Okay, it definitely does. It, I mean, I thank Jersey Mike so much, and I thank you so much, Kathy, because it honestly was like a life changing job for me, and that's why I stayed there for you know five to six years because it was just I was having fun there, I was making good money, and I was still going to college and getting good grades. So. Great. It was Great. awesome. Yeah, thank so you. proud of you. No, thank you so much. And thanks for letting me interview you. It's been great. Of course, yes. of course. And last thing, if you want to just, uh, if you guys have a website or somewhere where you want people to kind of go, whether it's, you know, something for the cause, if you just want to kind of okay. let them know. Okay. Um, JerseyMikes.com. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have a Facebook page, so you can look, look us up on, on Facebook. Yes. Um, it has everything that's going on nationally, and then it also has local stuff. Anna, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Biz Babes. We really hope you can take something from this episode and grow. If you know somebody who can also learn from this, pass on this positivity and share this episode. Our guest information will be in our show notes. And for more info on Biz Babes, follow our Instagram at San Diego Biz Babes.